Fuck the Chargers! One last time this season, Jono. Justin, happy 2018 to you. First off, I just want to do this. What do you want to do? Yeah. Bravo, San Diego Chargers. Ah, bravo, Los Angeles Chargers. That was an impressive chargering. Yeah, oh, for sure. I'm, I'm happy to, you know, be working in 2018 so far on our Chargers-related podcast. You know who's not working in 2018? The Chargers. Oh! Did you see that picture of Dean Spanos at the groundbreaking today no. with John Spanos? They, they did a groundbreaking okay. at the Inglewood site? Yeah. When, so, haven't they been working on that for a year now? It wasn't groundbreaking. Yeah, no, they have. It wasn't a groundbreaking. It was like, uh, uh, hold on, let me see if I can find the picture. Right. Well, I can't find it. But anyway, it's a picture of him <laughs> and Dean standing in front of the construction site, so proud. Mm, and the funny, the, thing is, is, the funny thing is, is here's the funniest part. They don't own any of that. No. It'd be no. like me and you taking a picture there and being like, we're so proud that construction is happening on something. Yeah, yeah. Or like if, Let's just um, walk around to random construction sites we have nothing to do with or as much as they have to do with that one yeah. and be like, I'm so proud. Or it'd be like if um, I took a picture with the like uh, the guy that came to fix my dishwasher in my apartment that I rent. Yeah. And I like took a picture with him and the wrench that he was holding, and it's just like this is the thing that I got I'm this working. dishwasher fixed. <laughs> yeah, my dishwasher that I rent is uh, being fixed by the owner. That, I hope every gets time all the money. <laughs> I hope every time Stan Kroenke leaves from his game, he takes a shit in the toilet and then he goes to the to the uh, to the cleaners and he's like, "Do not remove that shit from that toilet. Let it stay in there until Spanos comes in here, so he knows he's a piece of shit." Yeah, I mean, like, there's got to be a second donor's box, though, right? And, but in my fantasy, there's not. Here's there's the just thing: one. And you you know what would happen? And they leave there for a week. If, if I'm Stan Kroenke and like I'm, I still have control over this construction process, I would have my uh, owner suite directly above Spanos owner suite and have my shit be flushed into his toilet. So when he flushes his toilet, it's just brown shit water. <laughs> yeah. it's not... Or even like logs come through. It's oh, like a, just like, whole logs? Like a log flume almost. Just like he like hires some engineers to like really figure this out. Yeah, where it's just like a, a tank that with a you know. It's like those things that you put your uh, your check in in the bank and it like shoots soup. It shoots it back back to the bank. Yeah, exactly. There's there's ways for it to happen, and uh, it's it's it should. So, just just to be clear here, the Chargers did not make the playoffs. Right. The Buffalo Bills, who the Chargers hung fifty two on, <laughs> fifty four on, yeah, did make the playoffs. With even though they started Nathan Peterman, who threw five interceptions uh, in the first half against the Chargers. That's great. Now, aside from that being great. Let's talk about a couple of the reasons why the Chargers didn't make the playoffs. The Chargers lost two games. Oh, yeah, there's Dean. There's <laughs> Dean at the Inglewood site. His fucking hard hat has a lightning bolt on it. That's so dumb. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, by the way, has anyone, is there anyone in the world who screams, I had terrible acne when I was a child more than Dean Spanos? Yes, Norv Turner. Oh, that's right. That's probably why he hired Norv. <laughs> the only one with He was probably like, they, they, they probably said to him they fired Marty, and then they were like, and, and a, was it A.J. Butler at that point, or was it Telesco? A.J. Smith. Yeah. A.J. Smith. Was it A.J. Smith? Uh, John Butler before A.J. Smith. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, it was AJ Smith because that's that's, oh, right, where, that's why was, they fired right, Marty. Was Marty the beef. Like AJ Smith. I bet AJ Smith was like, I got the perfect guy for us to hire. And he's like, Norv Turner. And Dean's like, I don't know who that is. And he's like, wait till you meet him. <laughs> and then Norv walks in with the worst acne face of all time. And Dean's like, I must have him. He must be ours. <laughs> I must have dominion over this person. Yeah. Uh, I finally have someone that I can feel power and authority over. Yeah. Because everyone else I cower at, at inside. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, this is what it teaches you is like, you could be a billionaire and still feel like a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Most of them I mean, probably do. That's yeah. why they're billionaires right. in the first place. Like, like Trump for sure feels like a piece of shit. Like, like if, you, if you earned a billion dollars on your own, you've done things to make you feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. And if you inherited a billion dollars, you're definitely a piece of shit. So you should feel like a piece of shit. I frequently will just respond to Donald Trump Jr. tweets or Donald Trump tweets, and uh-huh. I'll just will respond and say, "Your father will never love you." <laughs> I'll just I enjoy this. randomly do that to them, uh, not even for people to see. I don't even quote tweet it. I'll just respond to him only. Yeah, be like, "Your father yes. will never," because his father will never love him. No, and Donald Trump's father never loved him. No, uh, and Dean Spanos's father probably never loved him. I can't see why he would. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, okay, so, the aside from, okay, nine and seven, right? Yes. They lost two games mm-hmm. solely because of a field goal kicker. Right. Missing a field goal. Yes. That was, like, not a 55-yard, like, a very makeable, I want to say right. within 40-yard. Yeah, like, game two against the Dolphins, Young yep. who missed, like, a 38- or 40-yarder mm-hmm. that would have won the game mm-hmm. outright. It was, like, in the last second. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other one? The, the Jacksonville? Well, Jacksonville won. I think they also lost. Um, I was like just a... That was such was a... fluke. That was they a like, flurry of bad plays. Yeah, it was like so many bad plays. So in reality, the Chargers probably, if they had any sort of like discipline or coaching, probably go, I want to say 11-5, 12-4. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they were in all of the games they lost pretty much. And they, you know, stayed relatively healthy. And mm-hmm. so if they had that discipline and, like, good special teams coaching, which, like, there are no bad kickers. There's just bad teams that have kickers. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that would have been, you know, better. But that's the thing. I, I don't think you can necessarily separate those things. Like, because that's part of who they are. No, no, that's what I mean. It's, yeah, it's yeah. totally perfect. Like, they they should have made the playoffs. Right. There's no reason that they shouldn't have made the playoffs. They had and all yet, the tools. Like <laughs> they didn't make the playoffs. And my favorite thing was they needed so in order to make the playoffs they needed the Ravens to win uh-huh. and the Titans to lose uh-huh. in the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it yeah, was great. pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I I. Well, I think what's the, the, all they needed was the Titans or like the no, Titans. No, they had to have the Ravens win. I think the Titans winning basically eliminated them. Yeah, that eliminated them too. But they they needed but, to have both of those yeah, things yeah, happen. Right. Um, uh, which is great. So the whole season, the season as a whole, was a perfect. It was really a perfect Chargers season. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's the it's the season. It's like the peak Norv. Like Norv had those few good like seasons where they had like the embarrassment of talent they were like so good that even norv couldn't lose yeah like he was winning 10 games a year or whatever and then like they really like started like stalling and like 
getting those nine and seven, eight and eight years. Then McCoy came in, king of nine and seven, eight and eight, seven and nine, that kind of stuff. Or uh, yeah, it was just. It's, it just goes to show you that yeah. like there are so many just like mediocre NFL coaches out there that just like uh, it's kind of like I bet being a coach is a lot like like being a a chef at a restaurant, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the like basic ingredients, and they've all gone to cooking school, and they mm-hmm. understand how to cook. And everybody's like a decent cook who cooks at a restaurant, like like sure. I mean a head the, chef. The at fundamentals, a you know, right, yeah. right. But the only guys that are, there, but there's very few that are like amazing that they yeah. put together the food, and you're like, oh my god, this is like nothing I've ever had before, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's the same with coaching. Is there's just all these guys who are like, you know, they're fine. Anthony yeah. Lynn is fine to not great yeah mike mccoy is not great yeah like they're all not great uninspired there's nothing and and that's what i don't get is like you have this opportunity to and i and i guess with lynn maybe they thought that they had something very special i cannot imagine why yeah i like my thing is like everything in every in in every sport every business Everything is moving towards advanced analytics. Yes. And and forward thinking. And thinking about things in a different way because everything's been done for so long, right? So if you're hiring a coach, why as soon as you hear things like, I want to be able to play Smash Mouth football, I want to control the line of scrimmage, like mm. saying things like that, like the things that Lynn said at the start of the year where yeah. he's like I want to be the kind of team that can run the ball even when they know we're going to run the ball, right? This, like, old-school mentality of football. We're we're going to out-muscle them. Right. Well, I want to bring a hammer into the draft room because I want (laughs) players that are like hammers. Like, if you hear any of that bullshit, your first thought should be, hmm, you know what? Uh, This guy isn't thinking the way that people who win think. Right. You know, like, Sean McVay, the Mm -hmm. the Rams coach. Coach of the year, probably. Probably coach of the year. Uh, was available at the same time that Anthony Lynn was available. (laughs) He realized that they don't cut off the signal to your helmet, to the quarterback's helmet. His his contact with the quarterback doesn't cut Mm -hmm. off until 15 seconds on the play clock, Mm -hmm. right? So what he started doing is having the Rams get to the line of scrimmage at like 30, and then he'd read the defense as the coach, and he would talk to Goff, and then be like, as, and then they'd hike the ball at like 15 seconds. Wow. You know, because he was like, well, why would I not take advantage of this kind of thing? He's like thinking about how the technology that's provided to mm-hmm. him can work in his favor. He sees it like an asset, like a, like a, that extra little oomph, like the, the angle that everyone's missing. Right. And those are the things that win games. Yeah. You know, like Belichick isn't winning every time because he's like, you know, they're playing smash mouth football and they're controlling the line of scrimmage. He's winning because every little thing... Every bug they place in every locker room. (laughs) Yes. Every spy they've had. Everyone who's stolen a playbook from someone else. He hires those spies. What? Well, look at, like, James Harrison. (laughs) Perfect example, right? Yeah. The Steelers cut James Harrison. The first thing Belichick does is pick up James Harrison. Yeah. Because the Steelers are the number two seed. Now, it may end up not being any help to this to them whatsoever but even if it helps with one play oh my god the fact that like he caused Steelers fans to burn jerseys is like psychological warfare that's like on a level above anything the Chargers have ever had yeah and, and that's the thing is like I 
So like he, like James Harrison will have intel on the Steelers at baseline. Yeah. And he will also provide a somewhat of a surprise. I mean, he's also a fucking maniac. Like, right. <laughs> my favorite James Harrison story is like in 2009 when the Steelers won the Super Bowl. Was he wouldn't go to the White House <laughs> He didn't go to meet Obama because Obama only invited the Steelers because they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. That's what he said. He said, I don't want to meet him because if the Cardinals had won, he would have met them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so fucking insane. So insane. It, uh, it, it like doesn't even... It, it reaches a level of like insanity that, that it's, it's perfect. That's the kind of maniac you want on your team yeah. for a Super Bowl yeah. run. That's going to like murder everyone in front of you. Oh, man. I guess they had that problem with Aaron Hernandez, though. That's true. He actually was He did murder, murder right, people in front right, of him. Right, right. Uh, and I bet Belichick would have started him the very next day <laughs> had he been able out. to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, if he could have. Um, he wants those edges. So yeah, I, I agree. Like, there's, there's like definitely a. I think like you you could probably say something like, "Oh, we wouldn't play Smash Mouth football," and say that publicly. Maybe as long as in the meetings in the coaching rooms, you're not just playing Smash Mouth football. Yeah, like, but that's not. They were saying we're going to play Smash Mouth football, and then they got behind closed doors, and they were like. Guys, we're gonna play Smash Mouth football. Yeah, which like made them play probably a little harder than under McCoy, who was like, "We're gonna dance around like little girls." <laughs> that's God. what he said. That's what he said, Justin. It is what he said with his stupid visor. Here's the thing: dancing around like girls, totally fine. I mean, this is 2017. Hey, it's nothing wrong. We're, we're we're you know pro feminism. <laughs> Mike, Mike McCoy can choreograph his good save, John. Yeah, good you know save. What? I don't wanna. Uh, and alienate any of our female listeners. <laughs> you're you're part of the team. That's true. Um, all right, a couple of. How do you feel at the end of this season? Um, like I think it's great. I think it's hilarious that they missed the playoffs, especially with how many like games they so frustratingly lost. So like, yeah, that that gave everyone a taste of like, oh yeah, this is the same team that blows it and like can't could be good, but isn't of course because they are that team that right. blows it. Um. I'm like, I would have wanted them to go closer to like a 6-10. and 10. Actually, like I know you think differently, but I, I kind of would have preferred them eating a little bit more of a dick. But at the same time, yeah, this is great. They, get, they, they don't make the playoffs. They're as far away from having a good draft pick as possible. They're pick 17. Yeah. We'll talk about that later, who, who you think they'll, what kind of player they'll pick in the draft. Um, but... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be they're not going to be have any more advantage. Like I, I've heard, seen some things like, "Oh, the Chargers feel invigorated going into next season because they were so close this year." It's like, how could you possibly? Philip Rivers is getting one year older. Yeah, Philip Rivers, who like he ended their year actually pretty fine, but like overall, like you know, you have maybe one more year with him. And you better draft a quarterback like this year, essentially, yeah. or probably last year. Yeah, you probably should have drafted a quarterback last year. Yeah, and and so like you cannot feel good about the future of this franchise with like a going to be slightly older and worse quarterback, no veteran leadership uh, out of Antonio Gates, any of those guys like that old guard. Guard, I think they're probably going to be done with Brandon Meebane. Uh, like, there's probably going to be a ton of turnover on the offensive line. Well, there's yeah the thing that Bill Barnwell, who I really like, he's a writer for ESPN, football yeah. writer. The thing he always says is, 
uh, fans of a team always think the things they're good at, they'll stay good at, uh-huh. and then they'll improve on the things they're bad at. Right. He's like, but what generally ends up happening is year to year, because of player turnover and things like that, the things they're good at, they're not necessarily going to be good at next year. Yeah. You know, it all like boils down to coaching, you know? Oh, like, sure. So... Yeah, they'll, they'll get slightly worse in some areas. They'll get slightly better in others, and they'll like break even again at that nine. I think like, and also they're going to be have that second place schedule. So like, another reason they were nine and seven this year is because they didn't play anyone good except for the Patriots. Yeah, like they they had a five hundred record against everyone but the Patriots, and so and like the only playoff team that they had a winning game against was the Bills, and it was because they started a rookie quarterback yeah. and threw five interceptions. Right. So, like, they shouldn't feel that good about their accomplishment this year. They're probably going to have a tougher schedule next year, uh, old, like, older personnel, all that shit. Like, it's not going to be a cakewalk next year. And, like, th- that's the kind of thing that I would talk myself into where I still a fan. I was just like, oh, we're so close. Yeah. Next year, we're going to finish the business. And, like, also this year, we had remarkably good health. Yeah. Keenan Allen played the whole year, basically. Missed, yeah. like, one game. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, Melvin Gordon, full season almost. Like... Missed like half a game. Like it, it, the only player we actually ever lost was Jason Brett, who was a who was a you know contributor, and like and someone else filled in behind him, and he was fine. Yeah. So yeah, it was like everything broke well for them this year, health wise. Like Philip Rivers would played up to a certain degree at, by the end. Gates was still pretty good. Like all those things broke well for them, and they still didn't make the playoffs because of how bad of an organization they are. Yeah, they're just. A poorly run from the top down and, organization. Uh, back to your point about the coaches, like the the play the the ones that like are just the basic you know whatever get the job done. Coaches like versus the innovators. Like I would have preferred the Chargers get someone like Chip Kelly, who like Chip Kelly like probably doesn't shouldn't be in the NFL anymore, and he like had his run at it. But like he he definitely took some chances. Like yeah. the same way that Sean McVay is like doing these advanced things. Like Chip Kelly brought in this. You know, offense that just like electrified the NFL for like a couple seasons, and they were good. They like made a playoff run. And Nick Foles had like twenty-seven touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah. One year, Nick Foles was fantasy relevant, and he's like going to be bet against as like the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, like under a tremendous Eagles team, he's going. He's so unreliable now that they're just everyone's going to bet against them. Yeah, I really think you know that. There's, there's, when you think about like organizational fortitude, right? Like mm-hmm. these, these teams that year in, year out, they have a couple, they have a down year here and there, but for the most part, they're always solid. Mm-hmm. That's really the only thing you can count on is your coaching staff, you yeah. know, is your, is, is your schemes, is your, you know, like that's the only thing that doesn't get injured. That's the only thing, you yeah. know, and so like. And also, I was listening to my friend wrote an article about this, but uh, Belichick was talking about why he didn't like going to Mexico City to uh, to play that one game. They had one game in Mexico yeah. City, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure also because he's probably a racist <laughs> who hates Mexican people. That'd be my first guess yeah, yeah, of why yeah. he hated Mexico City. And this was probably the second reason why he hated Mexico City because everyone in Boston is racist. Uh, you heard it here one thousandth. Yeah. Uh, he so, only wanted to go to Mexico City if along the way they could start building the wall. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> a road trip. Um, bring some, some concrete bricks. But uh, he said, one of the things he said is he was like, it was really hard to do the things like 
you know, set up where the team dinners were going to be and make uh, sure everybody yeah. was the travel, the logistics, things because teams. Right, because he also thinks about like how do I make the players comfortable so that they're only thinking about football and they don't have to worry about. And if you think about it, when you travel, I just I just went to Mexico, um, went to Puerto Vallarta Ooh. Uh, with my family. Spring break. Uh, winter break, but <laughs> spring, break two, spring break two thousand one San Felipe. That's what I screamed when I got there. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, and when you get there, you realize, like, I was there for five days, and because of the way we had set up our trip and how we were getting there and all those kind of things, like, by the time I got there, it really took, like, a couple days before I felt normal there because of, like, the way that I had set up our travel. I kind of, like, set it up incorrectly, you know? And so you think about how they're setting up their travel and what they're thinking and how they're getting through it. Those things matter. Where they're going to eat, all those kind of things, what they're eating, like... All those things, I think, are organizational things that good organizations just handle really well. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you frequently hear... Like, remember when Tampa had that, like... Oh, yeah. Uh, like, MRSA? MRSA scare. Like, not scare. MRSA infections in their fucking locker rooms, right? Like, yeah, that's... One of the kickers almost lost his leg. Right. So, like, those are things that... that like, these are bad, poorly run organizations. They yeah. just always will be. Uh-huh. You know? And that's why I think that, like... Yeah, the Chargers could get lucky with, you know, one great year some year and then they take it all away. But, like, there's going to be no sustainability to a poorly run franchise. Right. And I think that's the thing when I was a Chargers fan that I could never wrap my head around. Like, maybe this is our year. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like a lottery thing. Right. Where it's like, luck's going to swing our way eventually. But, like, (laughs) a lot of times you make your own luck. Like, certainly, like, any individual game you can win by luck, but season-long wins... No, it's like and for sustained peri- periods yeah. of time, like long, like you know, many yeah. seasons. Like, there's a reason why the San Antonio Spurs are uh, have been good every year for the last twenty years. You know, right. Greg Popovich understands how to run an organization. You know, yeah. And so I think it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, it, they're they're just never going to be a team that does anything. No, except for occasionally they'll have a flash in the pan, and now. They're going to lose Philip Rivers. Do you trust the San Diego Chargers to to correctly to draft assess, his heir? <laughs> yeah, to draft his heir. No, they got unbelievably lucky drafting two franchise quarterbacks in, in a three row years, yeah. in three years, right? So, just percentages say they probably won't draft another one. Well, for twenty years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's true, and like. They're, they're, like if you look at all the factors that go into drafting a quarterback, like that's nothing that the Chargers would necessarily do well at. In fact, they didn't even want Philip Rivers; they wanted Eli Manning. Yeah, that's that's the other thing is they they got asked backwards into their franchise quarterback that year, and they were, I mean, they they ended up making the right call, trading away Michael Vick. The rights to Michael Vick yeah. for Ladanian and, and then Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I don't think he was he was just the second round pick in that draft. Yeah, Drew Brees is the thirtieth pick in the draft, thirty yeah. first or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they traded away Michael Vick. But I think mostly that was because they didn't at the time. I remember it was that they had no idea how to use him. Yeah, they, they were just, like afraid of confident. this like very innovative player. It's like getting a Ferrari and be like, I don't know how to drive stick. Yeah, that's really <laughs> what it was, you know. Uh. So. Here, here's my big question to you. So this year we spent the whole year doing the Fuck the Chargers podcast. Yep. 
we would watch the Chargers on occasion. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, by the end of the year, it was getting harder and harder for me to even like pay any sort of attention to the team. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it would like there were there were like I could I can't deny that there were bits of me at times and places who would like root for them, you know, here and there. Like parts of me, I would feel like oh, it would be cool if they, you know, like anytime I saw Gates catch a pass, like, yeah, yeah, like those things would would pop up in me, but. For the most part, it was just like it, it kind of like the fire died out, and and I feel like more than anything, going into next year, like I don't even I don't even have the fire to really like hate them. They're like nothing to me now. Mm-hmm. They're they're it only I could I thought they were so important in my life for such a long time. Yeah, really like they've defined chapters in my life. You know, like Certainly. I think of things. Sometimes in terms of like Chargers seasons, like I'll remember what was going on in my life as, you know, mm-hmm. and what was going on with the Chargers at the time. And they played this hugely important role in my life. And it's weird that it's just no longer. It's not like, it's not even that I'm, I'm not it, even angry anymore. I just don't care. It was my, it, it was, they were my Sundays in the fall for 11 years when I was on the East Coast. Cause like I would have to like leave my house to go watch them. I'd go to a bar or whatever. So rarely on TV. Yeah. <laughs> no one gives a shit about the Chargers. Uh, yeah. So I'd like, it would like consume a whole day of my week, uh, and, like emotionally and like also just time wise. And, and like, so they, and it was a way for me to keep in contact with my home city. It was like the connection yeah. I felt with them. It was just like a kind of a fun ritual for me. And I'm glad that I live out here on the West Coast again, so I don't have to like uh, lose that while I'm on the East Coast or something. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it definitely by the end, I was just like, eh, I would just start doing things as I was watching the game, clean, clean the kitchen or whatever, look up, see. I, I watched like the first half and maybe three quarters of, of that last game against the Raiders. And I, like it went, once it was got a hand, it's like, nah, I'm leaving. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, is both you and I were the, were the sort of fans who watched start to finish every game. Oh yeah, before this year, certainly. Like I would really, I would just, and I have two kids, and I would still, you know, my wife would do me a favor, and she'd take both the kids, and I would sit and I'd watch the entire fucking you know three and a half hour Charger game. Yeah, and and I just don't do it anymore because I don't care, and I think even going into next year, I care even less. Like, it's just, like, I don't even, I don't, like, whatever, they'll be around, and I won't care, and they're even in my home city now, and I still don't care. Mm. Uh, and I'm finding myself... Just, just, are you saying that you're not, you have not been baited into the fight for LA? <laughs> no, I have not been baited into the fight They've been challenging LA. you to a fight this whole time, and... and... I haven't picked sides. Oof. I, I, I also hate the Rams, because they moved, too, and I feel my... My writing partner's from St. Louis. Oh, is he? And he, so, and he hates them. Because um, Cronky shit all over St. Louis before Oh, true. He did similar things. Yeah, he did the same thing. I hate them less than the Chargers. They do have more of a history here than the Chargers did anyway. Right. Like, I, I have mixed feelings about the Rams in L.A. But I would if, if, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but if a team came back to San Diego, any team, they'd be my team. Of course. I'd be I all mean, over it. Raiders, maybe not, but like I don't think I can root for Raiders, but that's not going to happen. They're yeah. going to Vegas. Anyway. Oh, here's my here's a follow up question, like with the whole coach organizational failures kind of stuff. What do you think about the Raiders' move to fire Jack Del Rio and hire John Gruden and give him part of the franchise? It's I, fucking I, I insane. That, here's I, why. Yeah. Okay, so here's why I think that's an incredibly stupid move. Yeah. <laughs> okay. John Gruden 
he won a Super Bowl in Tampa with Brad Johnson, which means he can win a Super Bowl with anybody. <laughs> uh, but he won it in, I think, 2003? No, 2001. Won? 2001. That was, well, they beat the Raiders. Um, it was the 2000 season. It was in San Diego. Yeah. That, that, was, that was the last Super Bowl in San Diego, which is stupid because it should have been there every four years. Yeah. Cause because it's, of the weather yeah, in it's crazy. February. Well, know. remember that Super Bowl, uh, one of the Raiders players got went to Tijuana and didn't show up for the game. Oh yeah, who was Remember that? that? It was like their center or something. <laughs> oh, they and they got crushed. They got crushed. They got crushed. And I couldn't have been happier about it because I hated the Raiders. I didn't want. This it was guy a to Rich get... Gannon, yeah. Brad Johnson Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. Um, but so here's my point about John Gruden. It goes back to what I was saying about McVeigh and Anthony Lynn and the coaches. Is mm-hmm. Gruden was last successful when the when football was a completely different game. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine a team with Brad Johnson never makes the Super Bowl? The only like now. one that like I, I, is kind of reminiscent of that is the Vikings right now, who have uh, Case Keenum, Case Keenum, who's been playing fine, but they have such a good team around them. Yeah, I would say like the the Peyton Manning Broncos is the last time a team with a bad quarterback. He was bad. Oh yeah, uh, bad quarterback won a Super Bowl because the defense was so dominant. But anyway, my point is. Gruden is from a different era of football. It yeah. doesn't make oh, yeah. any sense. It's like a lot of times you'll see in my business, like TV has changed so much. Audience, what audiences want has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And they constantly in my business, they like dredge up these like guys, these writers who were like very popular in like the 90s and they'll like come and create a show now. And they create a show and it gets on the air and it's it doesn't work and it gets canceled right away. And it's always because, like, the sensibility of it is so much different. Like, those mm-hmm. guys came from a different, like, era of television. Like, it's, people, they don't cons- people don't consume TV that way yeah. anymore. The By the way, I'm speaking as someone who has shows on the air that get canceled. But, <laughs> but so I obviously don't know how people consume it either. And you know but, what I did is because they brought in too many old school guys. <laughs> but, the re- the, but really, like, I don't think it's a good move to bring in somebody who, who especially was successful in a different era of football because it's... And then he became unsuccessful the further he stayed in it. Yes, like he wasn't exactly. A, like, he didn't leave on his own terms. Also, who has ever listened to John Gruden and been like, that guy seems smart? <laughs> Good point. Oh, only when he's interviewing the most retarded quarterbacks. Oh, he's in the Gruden camp or whatever, cool. yeah. Even, well, even when he's interviewing the most uh, mentally challenged quarterbacks. Sorry for saying a different word earlier. Oh, uh, yeah. That's uncool to know. Yeah. You need to try again? No, no. I mean, I'm just... I, you can mark things on this thing. Oh. I didn't realize until I accidentally hit it twice. Um, yeah, I mean, Gruden, Gruden is... He's kind of dumb. And he's... And I think, like, he... Again, like, he might be just totally serviceable. Maybe that's what uh-huh. they end up with. But... Right. When you have a chance to go after somebody who is really, like, gonna take a chance, gonna take a swing, especially when you're... I mean, I guess the thinking is, like, the Raiders aren't just like a project because they do have a pretty good quarterback. They do mm-hmm. have good pieces. Yeah. You know, so maybe they're thinking, well, we, we don't want somebody to take a big swing. We want somebody who's just going to like, but that's Jen Jack Del Rio. It's like, Jack Del Rio was fine. He's fine. He's fine. Everybody's, they're, they're all fine. John Gruden will be fine, but you're not going to win a Super Bowl with fine. You, you know what it reminds me of is when the Raiders like went through that coaching carousel year after year in the mid-2000s when they sucked real bad. Mm. And at one point, they hired back Art Shell. Yeah. And I was just like, this guy's been out of the game <laughs> so long. And, like, he was like, looks like a turtle. Uh, it was... And, the, like, even the Broncos, 
you know, they won with, uh, uh, was John Fox the coach that year? He took them to the Super Bowl, but they like, got spanked by the Seahawks. And like, then the next year, who, who took um, them? I think maybe it was Fox again, no? No, no, it was... Anyway, I don't remember who that coach was. Yeah. It was some kind of retread, but uh, I think. But it was Gary Kubiak. Yeah. It was Kubiak. Gary Kubiak, who's fine. Did, but, he, did he retire? I think he did, yeah. Yeah, so he left it on his own terms. Right. But the the reason they won that court, that Super Bowl is because Wade Phillips is a brilliant defensive coach. He's yeah. always, he's not a great head coach, but he's been a brilliant defensive coach everywhere he goes. He's the Rams coach this yeah. year. I think when I was, when tonight. I was, yeah, when I was picking uh, fantasy defenses at the start of the year, I said to the guy I share a team with, I was like, let's just pick the Rams defense because it's Wade Phillips and he always has good defenses. And, and he was like, nobody's picking the Rams defense, we do shit. And they were great this year because it's like, Wade Phillips. So he's like an innovative defensive coach, you mm-hmm. know? But like that's Former the thing. Former Chargers defensive coordinator. Yep. Who we let go. Yep. Well, he, well, got, Marty. he got a head coaching job the next year, I think, in yeah. He was under Marty, right? He oh, he got the Dolphins head coach. No, it was the Cam Cameron got the Dolphins head coach. Didn't, job. Cam Cameron was our offensive coordinator, and Wade was our defensive coordinator yeah, under Marty. Marty. Yeah, and that was year we went fourteen and two, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Um, man, and we had a great defense that year. Oh, great! Was like John Merriman had like twenty sacks or something crazy like that. Oh, he's on all the juice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so anyway, let, let, all right. What, what else do you want to talk about? Oh, that was this Raiders thing. Okay, the last thing... Uh, well, here's what I... And I don't really care, but this is what I think they're going to do in the draft. Mm-hmm. They desperately need a run stopper up the middle. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, like, Meebane was not the answer. Corey Legion is not the answer. And so I think they'll probably spend that first-round pick on some, like, big tackle, nose tackle, defensive tackle. Yeah, they'll go with the immediate need. Yeah, they'll go with the immediate need. Because they'll say we're nine and seven, we're not far away from the playoffs. Um, and then after that, I think they'll probably draft a few corners because Jason Brett goes down every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and then Mike Williams, what a fucking bust so far! Oh um, yeah, I mean, like here's the thing: Melvin Gordon was a bust his first year because he's like injury plagued, underperformed, all that stuff. Like, so he could be like yeah. that where he comes back and does well. But like, I don't see that happening. Melvin Gordon's also not amazing. No. Like, Austin Eckler did just as well yeah. when he was undrafted. Right. And, like, David Johnson, who's much better than everyone, was drafted in, like, the fourth round. Like they, yeah. The premium on those guys is you're better off with an offensive lineman or something. I'm trying to look at these mock drafts. Who this, one, this one has them getting Sam Darnold. Oh, no, Jets land Sam Darnold. I would... I, that would be... That would be pretty amazing uh, if... They took a quarterback in the first round. There's a bunch of quarterbacks potentially going. There's well, there's like... Josh Rosen, maybe, although he doesn't want to get drafted by the No, he Browns. did. He said he's coming out. He is? Today, yeah. Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen. Um, um, who's the guy for Oklahoma? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Lamar Jackson. Um, so there's a, a bunch of quarterbacks that will go probably like... The Chargers would be able to get like the fourth or fifth quarterback maybe. Although, here's the thing. So many teams need quarterbacks, and they all are drafting ahead of them. Like, here's drafting. Uh, here's who's drafting ahead of the Chargers who needs a quarterback. Cleveland, number one. Number two, the New York Giants they need also a quarterback. need a quarterback. Indianapolis Colts probably no. don't unless Andrew Luck leaves, which, like, apparently there's rumors he wants to be out. Um, Browns again. One of those will go to uh, for a quarterback. Um, 
Denver Broncos. So also that's four. Need, also need a quarterback. Jets need a quarterback. Need a quarterback. Five. That's five. Tampa Bay no. don't really. Um, Chicago Bears probably would give Trubisky no. another year. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers they have don't a, have a franchise quarterback now. Oakland Raiders, Miami Dolphins. Do you think they bring back? Um, they bring back Tannehill, Tannehill. probably. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals probably sticking with Dalton. Dalton. Washington Redskins probably. I, I mean, you never know. Kirk Cousins. Well, he's supposed to leave. Is he really? That's what people think. He's leaving. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, this mock draft has um, Josh Allen going to them mm. because he might leave because he's a free agent. So that's six teams needing quarterbacks. Six. Leave the Chargers. Packers. Cardinals also need a quarterback. Yep. That's seven. seven. Ravens probably not. Yeah. So there's seven, seven teams, teams that also have a, a needed quarterback. Man. And. Probably not, like not all of them will draft one, but like there's not going to be anyone of the top few for sure, unless the Chargers again make those horrible trades where they move Which up. I could totally see them doing, <laughs> especially when that fight for LA. Gotta win that fight for LA. Uh, all right, so let's 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 take. Uh, oh well, real quick, I did want to um, shout out to Cardale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardale's Cardale's. He didn't tweet anything that great, but what his uh, what we've never discussed is his Twitter bio. Oh yeah, you know what it says? What does it say? Make him pay. <laughs> I love him. I do too. He's Big fan. Great. Uh, <laughs> you could you, many ways to interpret that too. You could talk about college football, which is uh, notoriously exploitative mm-hmm. of of their you know athletes. Uh, they're quote unquote student athletes, which was a marketing ploy to make them not get money uh, and make them pay as in like, we'll get revenge on our people, you know, like for, there's many ways to make Many ways to read that. Yeah. As he is a layered man, Cardale Jones, our, our a favorite here of the, the, fuck the Chargers. If he ever, open invitation to come on Fuck the Chargers. Yeah, absolutely. The um, second they unwisely cut you, Cardale... You're, come on the show. Come on. Air your grievances like we have. Um, any final thoughts, Jono, for this season? Well, let, let's make some predictions. Oh, okay. Like, what do you think, like, given that the Chargers now have a second-place schedule, um, they're, they're a year into L.A., they're a year into the, um, what's his face? What's the coach's name? Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn, Lynn era. Uh, maybe Philip Rivers last year. What what do you what do you think predict their record will be uh, next year? Seven and nine. Seven and nine. I would say probably eight and eight. Yeah. Like, yeah, eight and eight. Like, yeah, they're completely average. They they play a tougher schedule. Philip Rivers a little bit older. Like, they're not gonna unless they make some kind of weird thing. And plus, the injuries will probably be worse next year. That's what I think. I think the injuries will be worse. I don't. I. The injuries are going to be worse. I think Phil is going to start decline. to drop off, decline. Yeah. And I also think that their O-line is going to be worse next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, they did draft two guys this year. Force Lamp, Force Lamp play. And, and Dan Feeney. So our interior of our offensive line will get a little better, but, like, you never know. Who's our center? I don't even know. It, oh, it, it was supposed to be a... Oh, you know who it is? It's Spencer Pulley, but it was supposed to be Max Turk, who we took oh, in the yeah. third round two years ago, who was like, might even be off the team. The USC guy. Yeah, he was like supposed to be the future at center, and like he turned out to be a complete bust. 
because he can't hike the ball, and then like he couldn't play guard either. Man, really do your homework. Uh, yeah, Tom I did Telesco. not know that. But he was like a hammer, John. <laughs> he was just like a hammer. Uh, uh, yeah, so I could think you go eight and eight. What do you think? What do you think the fan reaction will be heading into year two in Los Angeles? As, I think it'll be non-existent. Like as indifferent, more indifferent than this year. Um, I think it'll be. I think it'll be as indifferent. You know, because yeah. there's there's you could see some buzz being like, oh, these this young Chargers team they finished second place in AFC West last year. They all they were just a tiebreaker away. Is the Rams actually became an exciting team, and yeah. people got excited about the Rams. Well, did they though? I mean, like, I not mean, really. Actually, that's the thing is like even no, but team... they got they they started to sell. You know, sixty thousand people attended a few games. Seventy thousand people attended a few games. A like, few games. Like these are the capacity. Like because the the Coliseum is like hundred thousand. Oh yeah, it was never. It was never close filled. So like there was never an excessive amount of enthusiasm for a team that is great. And Los Angeles allegedly wanted and has a history with. No, there was no. I I've yet to see anyone anywhere wearing any Rams gear mm. or put Rams flags on the car. Like, like when the Lakers were like twenty and sixty two, mm. I'd see Lakers shit fucking everywhere. And granted, they've been here for a really long time. They were very successful. But like, I see Dodgers shit everywhere. I see fucking L.A. Kings shit everywhere, and, yeah. and nobody even gives a shit about the Kings. Yeah, I. I never, ever, ever see LA Rams or, I'm telling you, unless the Chargers get Darnold or Rosen, but more specifically Darnold, no one will care. Yeah. I think that, yeah, you're right, because you know who will care? The LA sports media. Who is desperate for everyone else to care. Yeah, they're going to try to sell Los Angeles on this upstart Chargers team that's like just a... A QB away or something. They they will be pumping like the, they will bang the drum for yeah. that Chargers team and no one else will. Right. It's well, really sad. It's like it was such like a. It was a, it was a adorable storied franchise. Yeah. Like a a hard luck, but you root for them anyway. Like somewhat nice organization that despite their horrible owner. The Padres today got um, outbid. By uh, the Royals for Eric Hosmer, they uh, did like a it was like a seven. They they got outbid by one million dollars a uh, oh, a man. year each year. Is it a blind yeah. auction kind of thing? No, I don't think so. But I think the charter. I think the Padres went to their max. That was like what yeah. they could have paid. Um, yeah. But uh, I am I am uh, interested to see the Padres next year. I do think that they're building and putting something together that's definitely yeah. decent. I say USA and Padres twenty twenty. That's our year. America and the Padres. We're on a four-year plan. We're both turning around. We're both terrible right now. Yeah, yeah. We're we're bottoming out. We're gonna come through it. Be better. We'll 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 be okay again. We will be good in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I hope you're you're right and we're around in 2020. We're still playing baseball in 2020. Everyone wins. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. All right, Jono, until next year, thanks for everybody. Thanks to everybody who uh, listened to the podcast and said fuck the Chargers with us. Saying yeah. Thanks to SD Sign Guy. Oh, yeah. Who came on. He was a really good guest. Joseph, he's great. Yeah. And, uh, thanks to Nick McCann last week who, oh, from yeah. kept the, the Kept Faith 
podcast who yeah. filled in for Justin while he was sick in LA. Yeah. And Jono, thanks to you. Oh. Jono, for coming to my house every week and doing this so I didn't have to leave. <laughs> Thank you, Justin, for hosting me in your <laughs> man cave in your in your Los Feliz Hills uh, estate. That's, that's the least I could do. <laughs> um, uh, all right, everybody. Until next year, please remember, fuck, fuck Dean Spanos, Spanos and, and fuck, fuck the, the Chargers. Chargers.